Hey man, what up? You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with your host, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and <laughs> these are some good old boys from New Orleans, and you should just kick back, open your ear holes, and listen, man. Have fun. JMU saying snooch to the dooch. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Hey, son, everyone, you're listening to the Magic Away podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana. And on this show, we invite you to feel the libations. Feel it, feel it! We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicAway.com is where you can find us for the show. We talk about saving the Halcyon and Disney Light Summer. And look, this isn't your typical polished practice pixie dust and Disney podcast. No, sir. We are not in the Galactic Star Cruiser every day simply because, well, you know, it's kind of pricey. <laughs> That's right, Kev. We're just here to drink, talk some Disney, and try to squeeze our fat asses into a light cycle. That's it. So to sum it up, we think up what we drink up, so just love it up. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. I'm Eli. And Lee is traveling, so we couldn't make it on the show today. But we have some very, very special guests. So special, Barack Obama Kiss their baby. That's right. Oh, that is special. <laughs> that's that is very, very you know, special. No more special than that. Like, so that special. is the sign of the Messiah, I think. I think so. <laughs> Been touched, yes. Supplies at Christmas, wise men are not outside your door. Caroling. That's your child is probably levitating as we speak. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. She's doing ba- something. I don't know. <laughs> she better not come downstairs. <laughs> well, look, not only that happened, but they've been long-time listeners of the show. Fans yes. We've had them on. We've done game shows, shows with them, and all kind of stuff. They've been she had them on for races. Yes. Right. That's right. Josh is in the race. That video I was team Josh. You were team Lee. Hey, man, I had to, like, you know, keep that going for purposes. Yeah. Man, welcome to the show, Rachel and Josh. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's so hey. good to be here. We're doing well. It's, it's been a while. Awesome have y'all. Yeah. It's yes. awesome. So cool. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some travel agent things. Of course, you're a travel agent and whatnot. Yes. And a couple experiences on some trips that you guys have had. So enough of our jibber jabber. Let's go save the Galactic Star Cruiser. Welcome to the queue. This is the segment in which we get to discuss all the news and happenings in the world of Disney today. And uh, earlier this year, we saw Disney offering a couple of discounts that we've never seen before, like dining discounts, room discounts, all that stuff. And it just so happens that this past week, we heard news of Iger stating that Disney was overly aggressive with their pricing and that Galactic Scar Cruiser is cutting back on some of their sailings, quote unquote. So we're going to talk about these couple of news items that popped out because they're almost kind of related because we're th- going into the summer here mm-hmm. and usually now is the time people start planning for the summer vacation so That's we're right. curious to see how is Disney looking for the summer is this going to be a light summer or what's up what's going on and so we have Rachel who's a travel agent and and Josh who's awesome drummer 
<laughs> but has also experienced the Galactic Star That's Cruiser. That's right. He's experienced the Galactic Star Cruiser, and Rachel has... I had to throw the drummer part in there, just because, yeah. you know... But anyway, Drummers unite. That's, That's right, exactly. Drummers 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 Drummers. That's right. Okay. Solidarity, Kevin, I'm with you. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, where should we begin? What's the first thing, maybe like travel agent thing or whatever you want to talk about, Rachel? Yeah, so, you know, we saw that news story come out this week about Bob Iger acknowledging that Disney had perhaps been aggressive in its pricing um, or pricing increases, I guess. And I think, like, I mean, I don't know that we needed him to say that. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, duh. <laughs> Damn, really? I yeah. I, I kind of had that John McClane moment looking out of the window like, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that that is indicative of, you know, a light a light season coming and them looking at that and reflecting. Um, I know just anecdotally um, from other travel agents that I work with from my own bookings, I can tell you that my bookings are light this summer and, and I don't know what's really driving that. I think, you know, time will tell, but I, the aggressive price increases have got to be part of it. I also think they're not offering a ton of new, new things, right? Like Tron is starting in April but there's not a whole lot else sort of driving their summer business. You mean people don't want to go see Journey of Water at Mo- Moana's uh, water fountain at thingy? Is yeah. that even going to be open this summer, though? I don't know if we know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I figure, I mean, my God, it's water. <laughs> kind of it's always open, that, right? <laughs> that Tefiti topiary is pretty damn cool, though. It is cool. From, from the monorail above. It's pretty cool. Oh, so y'all did see that? The, the- yeah, when yeah. you go by. Oh, yeah, when you're running around the monorail, you go around Spaceship Earth and um, come around to the other side. You can see down on the whole thing, and so you can see the Tafiti uh, sculpture that, oh, that's nice. been put up. It's pretty so cool. You got to see Tafiti's grassy penis, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the grassy jump. The grassy. That was a thing for a while until <laughs> they finally. Oh no, it's a it's a hand. <laughs> oh, that's it was right. like the Morocco so, thing. You remember? Yeah, I forgot about that. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. so yeah so we've seen them do some things to try to address it right so the the dining promo card promotion which i'm sort of surprised that it wasn't a dining plan uh, like an announcement of the dining plan coming back i'm not really sure what's behind that i think announcing the dining plan coming back would have been more of a driving force for people to come Yes, yes, absolutely. So that's, you know, I think that's part of it. There's a lot of those things that used to make the vacation really seamless that don't exist anymore or aren't offered anymore. And I think as a travel agent, I used to talk to people about planning their trips and it was like, oh, you know, don't worry. As soon as you land in Orlando, transportation's already all set. You're just going to go straight down to Magical Express. They're going to take your luggage. No problem. And then you're going to get there and you have the dining plan. So you don't need to worry about extra costs for your food. Um, a drink was included with your dinner, which was really nice for adults that drink, specialty beverages for the kids, right? And so like that was included and no stress. As a travel agent, I used to be able to make people's fast passes for them 60 days in advance. And so that was already all set for them every day. They knew they were going to get on these three attractions. And then it's just a lot of that stuff isn't there anymore. And so we have to have a lot harder conversations with people about how to make their vacation easy. So, Rachel, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because you and Josh were there recently, one of the things Bob said uh, was he kind of made it sound like, and I'm paraphrasing, 
paraphrasing? Paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm, I'm French and, and I'm also paraphrasing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here. Things are messed up. Prices are too damn high, but our hands are kind of tied because if I lower the prices now, then the parks will be unrun, overrun with people and become even more uncomfortable. And so that's kind of their their dodge, isn't it? That, hey, we'd love to lower the prices, but then y'all will just pour into the parks and we can't have that either. So you were there recently. What do you think about the attendance and crowds? How packed was it when y'all just went? So I know that President's Day week, which was the week before we went, it was Mardi Gras week, was one of the busiest weeks they've had in a really long time. We're sorry um, about that. <laughs> yeah, it's all us New Orleanians coming over there from Mardi Gras. <laughs> you will. Yeah, it, it happens like when uh, President's Day and Mardi Gras combine, it's like super packed up. Yeah, get it. Yeah, so that was crazy. But, I, you know, it wasn't too bad the week afterwards, which was when we were down in Florida. Um, we were also there recently for Martin Luther King weekend. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, Josh, what did you think? I didn't think it was that crazy busy. I actually thought that weekend was one of the more manageable crowds we've had. The only time I actually felt crowded was at Jelly Rolls, and that's not Disney's fault. That's a damn piano bar's fault. So, wow, yeah, it's sort of their—the uh, name of their game. Yeah. <laughs> people in. Uh, but no, when we, when we were there for Martin Luther King Jr. weekend, I, I didn't feel the crowds were out of control at all. I, I felt like we were able to accomplish everything we wanted to do. We fit in all of the food and all the drinking and all of the attractions that we wanted. It seemed like very little effort, but I mean, you always do all of our work anyway, so well, I'm just happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> we did Thanksgiving last year as a last minute trip because we were supposed to go Veterans Day weekend, but our flight got canceled. Um, so we rebooked for Thanksgiving and I was surprised at like last minute reservations we could get. I didn't think things, I thought the park crowds were totally manageable. We walked into Fantasmic, what was it, like five minutes before the show started? I think it might have been ten minutes, but and we, and we, we were in the front row. We were, uh, like, off-center, but front row for Fantasmic. That's impressive. You could get a good seat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that you could still do that. So do you think that maybe, and this is a, a theory that I've kind of had, is that maybe the reason these parks are so crowded is because so much is still closed, or do you think they really... We're pretty much back to normal now because I, I, I think 1900 Park Fair is still closed. I think that a lot of meet and greets are still closed. Uh, what about the brunch at California Grill, though? Is that open yet? No. Exactly. I love that's a shame. that, too. Yeah. That's a great meal. That's That was one of the hardest to get reservations. And for that to still not be back, I know Narcoozies is still closed. So is that something that you think is feasible or do you think it's just, no, it, it's... It's just crowded. I think most of the stuff is back. What I don't know, and you know, only Disney operations would know this, is if they're operating at full capacity, right? So just because a ride's open, it doesn't mean that they're churning out as many people as they could, right? If they're they're filling their capacity, I don't know. There are a lot of like headliner attractions closed, right? So Rock and Roller Coaster is closed mm -hmm. for the foreseeable. Right. Splash Mountain. Oh. Is closed. Yeah. Given. So there's I mean, there's a lot of things that normally would eat crowds that are are closed mm -hmm. or at least a few things um and they haven't replaced it with a whole lot yet and tron will be tron will help offset splash mountain for sure so that'll be good but yeah i think i think that's part of why you're still feeling the crowds i i do think it is i mean it is still busy right like you know if, 
you have eyeballs and you've looked at pictures of the parks lately. Like, it is still busy. Right. Yeah, right. Um, that, that damn bottleneck between Peter Pan and the Rapunzel bathroom area, that, uh, that is as congested as ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah, it's still busy. But I think that they're not getting the hotel bookings that they used to. You know, they may have a lot of capacity left. Like, you can, I had a lot of people locally. We have our April vacation is the last week of April. And I just had quite like multiple people reach out about a last minute trip. And usually I'd be like, I'm sorry. Like we're within 60 days now. Like there's going to be nothing left. There's everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, like, I could even, book them anywhere, you know, and in rid- 25% off. That last minute Thanksgiving trip we had to plan because Veterans Day was canceled. You got us a room at Coronado Springs with literally no, no issues at all. The week yeah. of Thanksgiving. It was, right. it was two yeah, weeks ago. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me to hear. That's yeah. how I book though, man. I, I I don't like booking that like you know four to five months in advance trip. I like, hey, we're going next month. Yeah, let's let's go yeah. for it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. We, we're going next day. That's it's good <laughs> for that. I think part of it is that some of those valuable things about staying at Disney resorts and having it be an all inclusive bubble, they don't exist anymore, and so. People are looking at houses outside or off property. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is that what? It, that's what it really comes down to. Is that they're never not going to be crowded. Like as much as Disney raised prices, people will just be like, okay, well, we're still going to go, but we'll stay off site. We'll still go, but we'll bring our own food. We'll still go, but you know, we'll have to drive instead of fly. Exactly. Like they figure out ways, and and that's what people are good at. So I mean, they can do all this they want. It's still not addressing the capacity issue that they have park reservations that's another big hang up oh yeah that and the limitations on park hopping yeah the limitations on park hopping the park reservations i can only imagine you know i have no inside information i can only imagine that operationally those park reservations must really be paying off for them because otherwise i do not know why they would still have them. People hate them. Right. And like describing to people that they need just today, I had someone who was buying a single day ticket to Hollywood studios because they're doing a full week at universal, not Disney and going over one day to Hollywood studios, which used to be the reverse. Usually people would do a full week at Disney and go over one day to universal. So his family's doing the opposite. And I said, Oh, the good news is your one day ticket now includes your park reservation. So you don't have to worry about that. And she was like, I thought you said that we had to reserve our rides in the morning on the app. And I was like, no, 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 this is different. You have to have a park reservation beforehand. <laughs> and then in the morning at seven o'clock, you got to buy the genie plus and well, you buy genie plus before seven o'clock, but then you make your reservations for the rides at seven o'clock one at a time. And she was like, I'm sorry. So we need a reservation <laughs> before we need to make reservations. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess that, that park reservation system though, that's probably, and, and this is like from an HR labor planning standpoint, I'm sure yeah. that's probably not going to go anywhere because they can now project out, okay, this far ahead, we've got this many people. So we need this much custodial staff and we need this level of staffing for it's the Everything. only thing that explains why they still and have it. It helps them plan out their labor models, which will ultimately help them save money because they're not overstaffing. It'll help customer service because they're not understaffing. So from that perspective, I can see where the park reservation systems of value and they can track it over time. Whoa, we're seeing a spike now. So we need to increase our staffing levels in this area. And I think that's the giveaway that it's not that. It's it's the, the unwillingness to staff. <laughs> Well, also from the HR perspective, staffing is a pain in the ass right now. It's sure. so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, I, can, I can definitely see that. But I mean, it does 
go to speak to something that Rachel kind of just said. It's like when you hear Bob Iger sit there and talk about how, oh, we're, we, yes, we acknowledge that we've been a little over aggressive and how we've priced these tickets. It's like cut to the rest of us who are sitting there like, well, glad you finally cut up to where we were three years ago. But we've got a ton of other issues we're dealing with now, Bob. We're dealing with individual lightning lane, Genie Plus, date based ticket pricing, uh, getting transportation from our airport over to a hotel, Magic Band Plus, all these things that we never used to have to pay before, we're all paying for those. So I'm glad you're finally sniffing around the ticket prices, but what about all this other crap that we're now paying for that we never paid for before? No, we're not touching that. We're not touching that. <laughs> One at a time. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want? They gave you, they gave you parking back at the resorts. Come on now. Yay. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's, it, there's one. Yeah, I mean, I, but I think I think the other thing is it's like for for the for the, the every person who doesn't have a, a travel agent and wants to like go on Facebook and, and read it and say, "Oh, I could just do that." I mean, no, that's what I did. Well, I'm just I'm just saying like there's there's people where they'll just go and look at what it takes to get to Disney and then once you start adding like again the 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 tickets for flying on the plane and all the planning and all that other the average person is just going to be like i quit it, i'll just watch disney plus and uh i'll just put my kid in the in the dress or something and then that's i'm just gonna have to do that and put them on a seesaw because that's just too much work and you shouldn't have that much work for a vacation that's literally that not what a vacation is yeah yeah i hear you and i um you know i hope that I think everybody should use a travel agent it's no extra cost mm, and it true. you know I hope that we make the trip a lot easier for people so that they can just relax but I do think about like in 2015 when my family took our very first Disney vacation and I just we just had the best time it was like this all-inclusive carefree bubble for an entire week and it, it made, I mean, it's the reason why we're on this podcast. It's right, that's what why, sucked us in. Yeah, It's the reason why I became a travel agent, right? And I wonder how many people are having that kind of experience now. And if after the last, you know, three years or so, Disney's starting to see the effects of not sucking return visitors in. Very well said. Very, very well said. I mean, and that's, it's not even just part and parcel of what they're doing to the visitors that are going to the theme parks. It's, it's, it's what they're opening. I mean, the idea, I mean, Galaxy's Edge is, is mediocre at best. That's it's a poor. It's a great attraction, Rise of the Resistance, but a mediocre land. Avengers Campus sucks. How do you f- up Avengers Campus? Don't make me cry out here. I mean, how do you screw that up? Uh, I don't get that. You can't even see Thor walking back and forth on the roof. To me, Pandora is way overrated. I mean, I don't like. Except that night. It's not even just yeah. Night is beautiful. Hey, night is gorgeous. Night is nice. Yeah. What is that? An hour in the parks? <laughs> Still okay, an hour of magic. Kick you out. <laughs> um, kick you out. <laughs> but no, I mean. I would go back to it. It's like, yeah, it's, I don't know what's captivating the next new crowd. Obviously, and, and this is a great maybe segue into the Halcyon because we were talking about that. It's like, I'm not sure what they're doing to captivate the next Star Wars crowd to repopulate their Star Wars fans to make them want to go on this voyage uh, because the last few movies have, have been so terrible. They think about shucking those. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, my God, it. it the movies all suck. The TV shows are kind of hit and miss. There's so many TV shows now. It's like it's it's like watching Law and Order. It's like here here's Star Wars SVU. Here's Star Wars Criminal Intent. Here's Star, <laughs> yeah, Star like, Wars Sith Intent. Boba All this crap that they're putting out there, and they're not really. Star Wars is no longer a, a, a big deal. Like when the prequels came out, it was a big deal because we hadn't had Star Wars for so long. Right. And um, they that diluted it now. Yeah. yeah they, they, they're they've, making it more. 
like a joke, yeah. And yeah I right them. now they got the Bad Batch running along with the Mandalorian. Mm. On deep I, you know what? I haven't yeah. even watched a single episode of the Mandalorian yet. I've been I've been keeping up. Yeah. yeah. Did you all watch Andor yet? I no, man, no. I watched two episodes. And I haven't gotten past, and everybody tells me you got to keep watching. It gets better, but man, it's it's the third episode that that like kind of gets you and i say this as someone who slept through half of it and rachel's mad at me about that <laughs> but uh but in all honesty you get through the first the first three episodes you get through those and then it does pay off and the story gets really it, engaging our me, problem is we'd watch it at like nine thirty at night and i just i'm useless yeah. at night so i'm close so. i'm close okay to okay. me the hook is and this is later this is maybe episode i can't remember now but maybe episode six or so but like if you've ever wondered how the empire would run a prison. Hmm. Hmm. And that, to me, like, that was like, how, how would that work? Like, how very, would the empire run a prison? It was amazing. A very substantial part of the later episodes okay. take place within an imperial prison. And okay. uh, it, it is really interesting to see so how cool. that's done. And um, just think about like, yeah, that is what they would do. <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> Yeah, but the guards can't shoot, so they nothing to worry about. They don't have to. Yeah, they got other ways to okay. mess people up other than shooting. So. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, okay. So the Halcyon then, let's uh, if we're getting into Star Wars, let's get into it. Yeah, fair enough. The Halcyon, yeah. okay. Rachel, before we got to recording, you kind of put something out there that I didn't even think about because a lot of people out there who have been prone to knock the Halcyon have kind of suggested that Perhaps you know, this is just a poorly done thing, poorly conceived thing. And, and I have my issues with the way the Halcyon was executed. It's I thought, very expensive. Yeah. When it was first introduced, I thought this is going to be amazing. And I kind of, as they announced things more and more and more and more, it kind of seemed to not be as amazing as I thought it was going to be mm-hmm. and seemed to be something for the Uber fan, you know, and I don't mean fans of getting rising cars by strangers. I mean like <laughs> mega fan. That, that's a better way to put it. <laughs> mega but fan. they will pay for your Uber. Yeah. So. Oh, ah, there you go. Oh, okay. So that's how you get from the airport then. Okay. So <laughs> the question I would have then is tell us what it was that you told us off air. Why do you think it is that the Halcyon has cut a lot of dates? Yeah. So I just, I had read, this is not like, you know, confirmed information, but I had read that they had lost members of the cast or they had moved on or whatever, just like any job, you know, you move on, whatever. Um, But that like, and Josh can speak to this way better than I can because he's experienced it and I haven't. But from what I had heard that that cast job is a lot of training because you are immersed in a 24 seven experience or not seven, but 24 hour experience the cast has to be incredibly trained. And so replacing those folks is a challenge. And Josh, you can speak to that better. Yeah. Oh, the the cast. So I, I went to the star cruiser. It was almost a year ago. And the cast, when I was there was phenomenal. It was like, I was interacting with people directly out of the star Wars universe. Everyone was in character a hundred percent of the time. They knew who they were. They embodied that character they remembered interactions that I like there were characters that I had interactions with that, you know, 24 hours later, they remembered what we talked about and related it back to their story. Like these were like, these were consummate professionals in what they were doing. It was an amazing experience. That's great to hear because I mean, I was kind of curious to see how that would go. We were even talked about doing that at one point in time It's just piling into a room 
and those rooms look very small. That's what I did. <laughs> they were. We, we, so I had five dudes. We were all like <laughs> mid thirties to almost forty. Five dudes crammed into the cheapest room we can get. <laughs> it ended up being about eighteen hundred dollars each. I think, Rich, you booked it for us. So you can correct me if I'm that wrong. Sounds right. Yeah, um, I think that's about right. You know, so there were two bunk beds. There was a queen bed that two people shared, and there was a, a like a fold down bed. Uh, and so we all wanted to go. We wanted to do it as efficiently as we could. We spent no time in that room other than sleeping and showering, mm-hmm. and we had the best weekend of our lives. Nice. That's that awesome. Sounds amazing. You know that that's it. Really does sound amazing in the sense that you get to kind of participate. These like I'm I'm assuming you're going with fellow Star Wars fans, right? Oh yeah. I mean we've we've all been you know. One of these dudes, one of these guys, he and I have grown up for, you know, 35 years together, loving Star Wars. The others have joined our, our group and we've all been huge Star Wars. So like we are their we are their target market. Right. We grew up loving Star Wars. We were ready to go and, and like role play the whole weekend. Y'all had your Jedi robe. Yeah, I was going to dress up and all that. Yeah. yeah. They planned their costumes. For weeks. Oh, oh. Really? So, w- w- Josh, who yeah. are you? What would you get? What, what was your outfit? So, I I was, jeez, uh, oh, I can't remember my story. My story, my backstory involved growing up in Tatooine. My parents were musicians that kind of like they worked the cantina circuit, and and <laughs> uh, I don't, I forget it now. That's but awesome. you know, we weren't, we weren't, we didn't pick a character from Star Wars. Like, you can't pick a character from Star Wars and be that. You've got to just like create your own identity and costume to match that, and uh, and, and so that's what we all did, uh, and and yeah, it was it was a blast. I love that y'all created your own backstory. Wow, <laughs> man, I, like I need new friends. <laughs> yeah, y'all suck. Yeah, man. I don't create backstories. <laughs> that is awesome. It was just really embracing how dorky we all are. So yeah, no, that's not wrong with that. That's pretty cool. Man. So the idea that the cast may have ventured on to doing other things that sounds reasonable to me and that seems to be because the cast i would imagine is such an important part and and you tell us if we're wrong josh because so much of your interactions unless you're playing unless you're droid racing or playing sabacc or just staring out the window into space right yeah, we, we played sabacc too but like <laughs> you can do everything okay so that would be one of my major criticisms is why i like the emphasis and the promotional materials on playing sabacc really kind of was a turnoff <laughs> like that's not necessarily something that i really want to like spend my time learning to do yeah yeah so like but you're saying sabak was that was like an enticement it was a very easy it was a very easy game to learn okay i came home with a set of sabak cards to play the game uh i did not you know we didn't go out of our way to like participate in sabak tournaments but yeah, we went to the bar and there's a, a digital sabak table that was open, and so we sat down. And one of the cast members came right over as soon as we sat down. It's like, oh, y'all know how to play? And we're like, no, we have no idea. Well, let me walk you through it. And so we played a few hands, and it was a blast. And then he he cheated you for money. He was like, like that sleazy. That his character was that. It was like, you know, he's like, uh, when you're indebted for him for life. What's that? Yeah, something like something like that. He he might have won my starship in the end. Oh know. yeah, that movie with Paul Newman and Jackie Gleason, the hustler. The hustler. Like the hustler like yeah he was like the uh the the hustler guy who's like like oh you're really good at this pool shot why don't we put some money on it <laughs> you beat me three times and next on. thing you know 
Yeah, all your credits. Yeah, you had to turn in your robes. <laughs> <laughs> you had acknowledged that some of those things were not the best. That were like the lightsaber training. You had said like was not. Oh, I yeah, I mean, it was training. it was fun. The lightsaber training, for example, seemed like it might have been more designed for people that were traveling with their kids, and we need something for the kids that are really going to love. Like we all did it, and we all had a blast with it, but. I don't think it was designed for us. I've seen video of this. I would agree. Could you see the laser beams that you're supposed to be uh, blocking better in person than what you can in the videos that you see of it? You don't actually see the laser beam. What you see is on the wall in front of you. You'll see this like illumination, you know, in the top right. And so, you know, that's where you're going to block. And then you'll see the illumination in the bottom left. And so you're going to go down. So like that's supposed to be the force telling you where to block. Oh, is the idea behind it. That's that's how they present it to you is you're you're learning to tune into the force for your lightsaber training. Yeah, that doesn't sound like much fun. Yeah, I'd rather so, learn. I'd rather learn like the forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we we had had a few drinks before we went in there. And, oh, there and you we, go. We had a blast with it, and and that I mean that's the thing too. Like you got to go into that whole thing just wanting to have fun. If you're gonna take it seriously, you're wasting your money. That's kind of my thing is that I, I like the idea of having a drink in the lounge, but that lounge seemed very small. Now. The room seems small as well, and you you confirm that. But again, we're looking at videos here. How big was that lounge? the The lounge itself is not big. Okay, it's it's not like there there were you know maybe two dozen seats in the lounge. You can get drinks from the lounge and bring them out into the um, I forget what they, the grand foyer or whatever they called it. They also have serving staff wandering, and they'll bring you. You can order drinks and bring. Them. So the size of the lounge, I didn't find necessarily as a, a, a problem because we didn't really spend much time. There's not a whole lot to do in the lounge if you've seen the scenery. Other than the digital sabak table, you've seen it. You've seen it. So get your drinks and and you know go where the action is. Um, there's no action that takes place in the lounge itself. Okay. So. What about the dining area? What would you say about that? It was great. I really we loved it. I mean, okay. we had a, we had a server who was uh, he 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 very quickly picked up our speed and played to us. Which was another, just another, you know, testament to the cast that they had. Um, but the food was great. The the dining area was, I thought it was plenty big. Um, yeah, they have started going down to just one seating per yeah. cruise because there haven't been enough people to really? fill to. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and that I'm is not actually, on all of them, but on some. When, when I heard about that, that was one of the things that kind of like hit me. Like, I think part of the reason it was so much fun for us is there were so many people there to interact with. And like, if you go there and it's sparsely populated, I feel like that kind of pulls you out of what they're trying to create. Yeah, uh, I can yeah, see that. I remember that because uh, Mike, we had Michael Mains on last week, and he said that he said like, you know, when you're designing these experiences, like, you know, kitchen could be fun, but if it's like only like maybe three or four people, eh, it's not so much fun. But if you have like ten or twelve more people, then the energy's going, and it's a lot more fun. Sure, it's like watching a comedy in, in a movie theater. If you're only two people in there, it sucks. But if you're full of pe- and everyone's Laughing, laughter is contagious. You know, yeah, like fun, energy, yeah, just excitement. It's contagious. So, um, right. And, and when we were there, it was sold out. Every room was full. This was all people who wanted to be there, and everyone was having a blast. But I can imagine where you know, if it's fifty percent full and there's a bunch of vacancy everywhere, and people are just kind of like, yeah, I'll check it out. I can see where that kind of brings the excitement and the the, the this is kind of the payoff down. Sure, right. sure. Yeah. 
So let me ask you this. So when you're on the, the house, down, what is the go-to activity besides having a drink in the lounge? That sounds amazing. The, uh, the, the dinner, I mean, that's obviously can't miss. Cause I mean, that you, you have only one sitting. So what was the activities aboard there that you're like, Oh wow, this is, this is great. It was the board, the bridge. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. The bridge training like that. Yeah. Well, there was, there was a bunch of different things. You know, the, the bridge training was really cool. They, you cycle through every station, you know, navigations, defense, gunnery. Um, so that was really cool. Hanging out just in like the, the, the grand foyer area. Um, there's a lot of just activity that happens with cast members that are interacting. You know, your, your cell phone, um, you bring up the app and it's your data pad and, and there are missions that you're completing and the missions that you do and how you approach them dictates the path that your story is going to take. And now we chose to follow uh, a pretty strict uh, re- uh, resistance path for us. And so everything kind of tied into that. And so like, you're never just sitting around like, I wonder what I can do. Cause you can just pull out your phone and pull up the next mission and go and, and find some activity to do. And um, yeah, you know, you're, you're scheduled for bridge training. You're scheduled for lightsaber training. There's always, I mean, Sabak. We we're talking about Sabak. There's always Sabak. Uh, there are just like stupid games to play. Yeah. Like my friend and I, the the guy I mentioned earlier, we we've known each other for 35 years. We ended up winning their version of the newlywed game. <laughs> oh, nice! Why not? Right. So like, there's there's games like that. There's like a, a a bingo game. There's just always something to do. If you don't want to like do Star Wars, you can play a game. You know. Time out. You said you won a version of the newlywed game, but Rachel wasn't on it. Yeah, right? well, yeah. It's hey, the bad story. It's the bad story. That's what it bought. Was there a bromance on the Halcyon that weren't aware? This is a well-known bromance amongst our... Halcyon? Uh, <laughs> I mean, close It predates me. It predates me. Uh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. This is like, this is like first grade, uh, you know, first grade friendship. Uh, yeah, they, they call it Know Your Co-Pilot, so it's a little less like life commitment. Uh, but it's it's essentially a variation on the newlywed game. That's still cool. I mean, shoot, I think I think Eli knows me better. Than my my own wife knows me. Yeah, that's probably not true. My own wife knows me better. She just chooses not to humor me, whereas Eli will. Uh, <laughs> probably closer. I, to I think truth. I can probably relate to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's fair. Here's one of the things that I bitched about because I was a fan of of going. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do the Halcyon. But like when it was announced, like I think not just me, but the entire world was like this is going to be amazing. And, you know, one of the things I bitch about was like, as information came out, it's kind of like, Ooh, this is just for the, the mega fan. This isn't for the, the, the casual fan who wants an experience as opposed to the, uh, the, the role playing, uh, aspect of it. You know, you know what it's like? It's like, um, if, you know, if you go to universal studios and you're like, Oh my God, we're doing this new Quidditch roller coaster and it's 75 feet in the air and you, whoosh in and out of the rings and you you know there's a snitch you come along and stuff like everybody's gonna ride that non-fans of harry potter casual fans of harry potter hardcore fans they're all gonna ride that but if universal studios handed out a bunch of brooms <laughs> and a couple of balls and said okay go play quidditch now there's only a few amount of people who are such a harry potter fan that they're gonna do that they know what to do yeah right and sure. i felt like they missed a golden opportunity to bring in the hardcore Star Wars fans, along with the casual Star uh, uh, Star Wars fans, by going bigger, they went smaller, and they and because of that, they had a limited audience. 
And so you felt isolated. Well, not necessarily isolated. I kind of felt like, well, that's, there's nothing there for me. I've never wanted to practice lightsaber training. I never wanted to race a droid. I never wanted to place the box. You just wanted the, to fly the Falcon. No, I wanted to sit on a pool in the like a, a bay of a starship. Like there's a pool. Like picture you when you when you ride Rise of the Resistance, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you, you walk out of that transport, and the thing opens up, and there's the stormtroopers, and there's a big bay window, yeah. with space out there, all the space. Remove the stormtroopers, put a huge pool there. Can a green chick come out of? Yes. All right. And they bring you drinks, and there's there's lounge chairs and stuff like that. I like that. You need a pool. I, can they, they have pool. a pool? It could be a space pool there. They should have. That. You can have that or the yeah. trash compactor pool where you know. I don't oh, no, 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 no. Trash. So that's the trash compactor. Well, you can choose. You could choose. That's the other thing I would have done, Kev. <laughs> trash <laughs> compactor <laughs> pool? No, no. I would have done like an escape room. Oh, like, like, oh, oh wow. like you have like that would be cool. Escape rooms like where, oh, boot, boot. Caught in the, the trash compactor. mouth or something. And if we don't get out in X amount of time, we're going to be crushed. That's <laughs> pretty wild. Yeah. 3PO. 3PO's not here. Damn it. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, do things, experiences that are like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I don't want to play plastic Star Wars, but I could do that. I would do that. I would do this. That's the beauty of a cruise ship. You go on a cruise ship, all these activities are taking place all the time. There's all these things to do. Like, there's no one dining for restaurant. Like, you can go sit down at a restaurant Whenever you want to, like even if you miss the main restaurant, you you just go to the other restaurant and you eat there. You know, right. there's always something to do, and that's the problem I would see. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, Josh. Uh, that's the problem I would see is that there's not a whole lot of concurrent options going on at all times that would be like, oh my god, this would not appeal, not only appeal to the regular person, but the, the hardcore Star Wars fan. Yeah, everybody gets a piece. No, I, I think you're 100% right, and I actually, um, Rachel, I think I even said this to you when I got home, and we were kind of debriefing on it, like, this is not for people who want to go on vacation and get a little bit of Star Wars, and I'm going to hang out at the pool, and I'm going to go to the gym, and I'm going to get a little more Star Wars, and I'm going to do my thing, and then get a little more, like, this is for people who want to live 48 hours inside a Star Wars story. Mm. Like mm. that is who needs there's to not go a lot this. of there's not a lot of passive activities. No. If you don't want to be a part of the story, don't go because you're wasting your money. You will be disappointed. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And the problem with that is it's such a limited market that wants to do that that, you know, within the year, they've probably exhausted the people at You that said you would go back though. I would go back. I would go back one more time and then there had been rumors at one point that they were going to do different, like, you know, they were going to do a throwback voyage to, like, you know, the A New Hope era, and I would oh, go that'd for be that. Sure. That'd be cool. But it's not a, you know, it's not an annual event. My friends and I have said we would all love to go back one more time and kind of play at a different angle, but it, it's not a let's go every year kind of thing, unless they unless they mix it up and, and you know, throw it back to now we're going to do some A New Hope voyage, and then, hell, let's go way back and, and throw back to the High Republic and, you know, the, the, the era of the Jedi and, you know, that kind of thing. But after, in my opinion, after probably two times, then it's kind of run its course. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. We talked about that too. I was going to say like the only thing that always like uh, Olga's Cantina, let's say, because Josh, you were saying how like the, uh, the lounge there, it was kind of like you get your drink and you kind of get out. And I think to part of it, like what Danny's saying, I kind of say, hey, look, the lounge is a good part to like integrate. And like if it's something like Olga's Cantina, I just never felt comfortable not because it was an alien world because just, you couldn't sit down you couldn't sit down <laughs> uh, yeah, there's yeah, that there's you know that. you guys need kids 
Every time we bring the kids, we get seats. Same here. That's what? it, Eli. You just got to bring a kid with you and you get a seat. I, I got to go find me a girl. They're right. Pregnant just so I get a seat. At the <laughs> rent a, just rent a kid. Coutine. Oh, you can continue traveling with the Lawless family. No, there you go. I say just buy a kid. with just so they get a seat. But look. Can I say something like, I watched a video, and I'm, I saw a video of the lounge, and there's this woman in there, and she's making a drink, Okay, and she has the martini shaker, and she puts it together, and she's shaking the martini and something like that, and I'm watching this, and I'm like, man, this is space, man. Right. <laughs> Shouldn't there be somebody else in there? Like, there should be a robot you hand it to, and he's like, excuse me, and, 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 and like he shakes the martini <laughs> for you. breaks and sparks come out. And it, it seems a little bit more futuristic, because I, like... Sh- like this is bartending in the future. There shouldn't be any of that. You have to go on Royal Caribbean for that. Well, wasn't that what they had on the Wonder Race? Oh, that's yeah, true. The robot yeah, the little robot. Yeah, but, but I think the thing is, like, the key is if he doesn't travel with his guys who are just as hardcore about it as he is, then the experience might be a completely different thing because it sounds like what they offer you is it. It doesn't sound like it's like worth that high amount of money, but the people that you bring with you, that the, the experience is what is pulling it out. Sure, I need- that's a hundred percent right, Eli. That's a hundred. Like the five of us went into that wanting to have a like we 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 flew down the day before. We spent the night at the All Stars just to like make sure we were there. We got in costume at All Star, made our way over. We were like the third group in line to get on the ship. Like we were committed. Yes. But if that's They're all you, in, you're all in. Then you, yeah, it's it, I can see where it's a challenge for a lot of people and where people are saying it's not worth it. No, if you got to pay 5 grand, I'm committed. If uh <laughs> That's it. That's a commitment. Yeah, that's a commitment. Thank you. I know we're going too long on this, but I just one more question. All right. So when you go to Batu and you have your 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 they transport you to Batu, right? And you're there. Is there somebody at the entrance to Batu to stop you from getting to the rest of Hollywood Studios? Like, no, excuse me, sir, you can't. <laughs> we're in space, sir. <laughs> this is not for you. you know, we're in space, and there's nothing to see here. You're beyond- gonna die if you go yes. past this point. No, <laughs> if we wanted to ride Slinky Dog Dash, we could have gone away to the line and ride Slinky. Dog Get out of here! Nice. Oh, hundred percent. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, and and you know what? To, to be honest with you, though, like that's. Part of the value of it is that you get a one-day ticket, and granted, there are restricted hours because you have to get back on the Halcyon at a certain time. Like a cruise, but like you get an open ticket to Hollywood Studios, and you know any ride. I mean, yeah, anything that you can get. I did. There's nothing that that says you have to stay in Batu. Oh wow, that is amazing. Them is in other words. No, no. I I mean, how could they? I did not know that. I I appreciate you telling me that because I had no idea, man. Shoot. Yeah, you want to go eat lunch at the Hollywood Brown Derby? I don't know why you'd do that because you get a free lunch in Batu, but you want to go eat lunch at Hollywood Brown? Go eat lunch at Hollywood Brown Derby. I I haven't eaten in Batu too much. Yeah, no, I like, I've eaten in Batu. I've eaten in Brown Derby. I eat Brown Derby. You take Brown Derby? But yes. I'm going to take free free Batu over Brown Derby. Free Batu. Well, free Batu. You paid for that. Included in your price. That's true. I like that. Free by two. I want free by two. So now, do you skip to the line of Slinky Dog Dash, or you have to stand in line with your no, robes? No, no. The, the only the only <laughs> priority access, awkward. like with with your um, Star Cruiser reservation, you do get priority. Um, like I guess now it's Lightning Lane access to Smuggler's Run and to Rise of the Resistance. Ooh. Sure, but that's it. After that, you're on your own. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on. I mean, you can go to anything else, but you're on your own. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you we, had you had mentioned that at least at the time, so again, this was a year ago, so we don't know what it's like now, but the cast in Batu was trained to see your button and yes. like kind of treat you special. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So you get on the shuttle from the Halcyon, which, like, you've probably all seen the social media. It's this big, dumb, white box truck. But, but when you you're can't actually, see that. Yeah. You can't tell. Like, I actually, when we got on that, we had no idea what, like, they open this bay door. You walk into what looks like a shuttle. You have no idea what kind of vehicle you're actually in. You can tell it's something that's moving in the open world, but you don't know what it is. Wow. That is but they cool. give you a, a Halcyon pin that they ask you to wear the whole time. And you know, every cast member that sees it will talk to you about the Halcyon. They'll make comments about it. In Rise of the Resistance, the Imperial cast members were, you know, they were interacting with us about what was going on in the Halcyon because, you know, the First Order takes over. And oh, so, like, wow. there is, okay. it, it is a different experience when you have that pin, um, because the, at, or at least at the time, the cast was trained to recognize that and to react to it and inter- and, and respond to That's it. That's cool. That yeah. is really awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so let me ask you this. So we'll close out the Halcyon discussion because we do need to move on. But okay, so let me ask you this. All right, so let's assume that maybe this isn't a staffing thing. Let's assume that maybe they've the Halcyon has run its course in the sense of we've used up all the hardcore Star Wars fans that we can find. Okay. And now the bookings are a little bit depleted. What would you do if you could just around the, 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 the podcast here, what would you do if you could to improve the experience for the average guest? Is there anything that you can think of that you would do? Because I'll tell you what, like, I, I still want to pull. I was going to say, pull the green chick. I'm still on board with that. Oh, well, the, 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 look, I wanted a Chuck E. Cheese style showbiz, like, band, like an animatronic band. band. Yeah, like a canteen band. Like, you could have a human performer being the lead like, singer. Th- there was a legit Rodian musical performer there. Like, she was pretty incredible. So, yeah, but like, what if, what if you like, you had like, Four or five aliens, like just backing her up, like they're just showbiz style. Like the particular. <laughs> well, she was backing up the Twi'lek, who was the main performer. Oh, oh I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay, yeah, I thought yeah, you were yeah. talking about the Twi'lek. Okay, yeah. Mm. And then there was another guy. I don't know what species he was supposed to be. So, like, there was an actual like Star Wars alien band performing. But like three people, five. People? Yeah, it was three of them. Was oh, group, you say, yeah. yeah, you need like five or six. Come on. <laughs> Now you're just getting greedy. <laughs> I'm getting greedy out. Because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, nice. Nice. But no, like, so what would y'all do? What would you do? That's a great question. Any, anything that- I would say from a, from a travel agent perspective, I would discount it 25%. There are plenty of people who've reached out, but the price is too high. Her, I love her mind. I love her mind on this one. Damn, that, that was that's yeah. exactly it. I think that's the solution. Cut the cost. Yeah, you cut the cost. And, that don't hurt. A hundred billion to me. Now, you, now you open it up to more hardcore fans who just can't afford it. But then, okay, once you run through them, yeah, that's limited too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now you've run through the people who are like, well, we just couldn't afford it before. Now we can afford it. They do it. Is there anything you can think of to add to it? Like, I think the escape room thing, like the escape from the trash compact or escape from something, like that would be cool. Like Universal's doing great with their escape room, right? I don't know how busy they are, but they're expensive. But I assume they're, I mean, I assume it's doing okay. Like a dinner show, like a la like the Adventurers Club. I would love that. Um, Something I had also heard rumors about, uh, and again, this is like all of this is internet rumors. I'm just speculating, but someone had talked about them trying to figure out a way to get people off the Halcyon into the into Batu, like not make it mandatory, but like really get everybody out and then open it up for like a meal. Like you could pay two hundred dollars a person or whatever to go eat a meal in the Halcyon and check it out. 
The challenge with that, at least when when I was there, is that even though it was the Batu excursion day, they still had activities scheduled throughout the like there was a Sabak tournament that day. There were gosh, I forget what there were like activities for little kids that involved uh like like Lothrats and things like that. So like they would have to not do that. Because they wanted to make it such that you can go to Batu or you can stay here, or you can go to Batu for a little while, then you can come back, or you can hang here for a while, then go to Batu for the afternoon and then come back. So that would be something that they would really have to work out. Because we did sacrifice some of the Halcyon activities because we wanted to go to Batu and spend the day there. And, you know, the experience there with the, the data pad and the missions and all that was very cool as well. So so there were people who chose to stay on the Halcyon. They had a whole bunch of range of activities that they could... Yes. Oh, yeah, there, wow. were, there were activities throughout the day for people that chose to stay on the Halcyon. That's impressive. Yeah, that's kind of like a cruise ship. It's just exactly like a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. It, and, well, and that's it, Kevin. Like, the whole thing is set up exactly like you're on a cruise ship. Like, you have a departure time. You have to board within this window. And then once you board, you're not getting off. And you can get off to go on a an excursion at the port that we docked to, but then you have to be back on at a certain time and sail away. Right. So. What, what it's missing that a cruise has is the passive leisure activities. Which there you go. That, that could be something you could add, for sure. So wise. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. That, that was a thing. Like I never felt like I was at a loss of anything to do in the cruise. Like If anything, like I felt you like... do whatever you want. Too yeah. much to do. Like yeah. There's just no way to see it all. So I do like that. I was, was going to say... Uh, oh, we that, like, uh, Jinx. oh, yeah. Hey, Jinx. Go. You go. <laughs> No, I was gonna say with the with the so uh, with the whole idea as far as opening it up for like a restaurant, I, I think that's like kind of feasible if they're taking away like one of the sailings, right? So like they could yeah. they could make an announcement, hey, the Halcyon's in port, and yeah, if you want to come eat, come eat. You know, here's two hundred dollars. Boom. Maybe that's what they're gonna do with those three day stretches. They don't have. I was thinking about it, seriously thinking about it, and I was thinking, well, if Disney owns Star Wars and it's a chance for you to live out that dream. Why not have actual people like the actors or whatever, like the real actors from the movies? I, I I get it. You can't get all the big wigs, but some of them, there's enough movies and shows and stuff that align. You can have like a like a meet and greet at like certain parts like where Mark like, Hamill shows up on the ship. I yeah, know. Like, Mark Hamill weekend. They Mark could Hamill, so yeah, no, like when, that like, will sell out. That yes. would be nice. Like, that if, will absolutely if they get Frank Oz, I don't care the damn price. I'm there. Exactly. Oh. I, I think you have something where you you need the property itself to come to life. You know what I mean? Like, it's no offense to what, but yeah. you need the property to breathe within the property. Sure, hundred percent. Yeah, well, no, that makes sense. Well, but yeah, like I, I think Danny, you know, what would you do differently? It depends what your target audience is. If you want to cultivate that immersive dinner theater, LARPing, everyone participates atmosphere, I think you've got to have a variety of stories that happen and you need to change up what each sailing is from one to the next. And, and you know, maybe you have four or five that rotate and that pulls in your repeats. If you want to get the more passive, then you need to throw in the things that you're talking about, like the pool, the gym, the real, because like, this is not a vacation where I'm going to go hang out by the pool and get a little bit of Star Wars. And if they want to pull in that crowd, then you're absolutely right. They need to add in those types of amenities. But I don't think that was their goal with this. I think this was the immersive experience. And so I think to keep it fresh, they need to create a few different stories and kind of have a rotation uh, that people can sign up for to get different experiences. Why not both? You're Disney. Why not both? 
Why not have all those casual activities? Yeah, oh, yeah I got to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> if you're here for the immersive experience and you see the people who are in, like, a T-shirt and shorts, it does take away from Yeah, you. yeah, you this know, is like, true. Yeah. You know, like, we we were there, all five of us. We we had different costuming for different days. We had a, a you know, we all had our Jedi robes for, you know, one of the nights. And so seeing people that are just, like, in jeans... It kind of like takes away from it, so 100%. Yeah, it makes sense. And that we said that when it was announced on the show, we were talking about it like this is it's like fantasy baseball camp where it's like you're you're signing up to be a member of the Red Sox for a week or whatever the hell it is, right? You know, it's it's a it's a it's an uh, escapism. It's right. a, yeah, you, you get out there yeah. and be who you who you feel. Exactly. And that's the thing. It, it's like, but they should be able to appeal to those people and appeal to the more casual fans if you're wanting to make this a long-term success. Because, I mean, there, I am a... I would have considered myself a hardcore Star Wars fan when I was younger, and now that I'm older, I'm I'm, I'm definitely still a Star Wars fan, but I'm more of a passive Star Wars fan. I don't need all that. I just need... I just want to have a drink in a lounge where there's... I, I look out of a window, and there's space. I got it. I got the title. And you got to go on The Wish, Danny. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I got the title, The Dagobah And the Spot. fun thing is, I got it. We went, when we were on The Wish, we were in that lounge, I got a picture of the Halcyon flying by the space window there. Oh, so that's they, awesome. Oh, that's, that's so cool. cool. You know, Eli was just saying about the Dagobah Spa with all the, the, the mud treatments that they do. And <laughs> yeah. I got to think that would have been important. That would have been awesome. Cool. Awesome. You would have been like at a, at a, at a cool part like the jacuzzi. That's a good idea. Oh, actually, yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. And it is like a smaller jacuzzi no, you further have out. The, you have to have the back that tank experience. Something, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's a really fun idea. Tank. I really like that. Yeah. That is that is a cool idea for how they could expand that. Oh, yeah. 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 I am 100% a spa person. I'm so, with you. Yeah. I'm with you. You That's have like a little Yoda and he raises like a Millennial Falcon out of a jacuzzi and oh, stuff, man. My, my wife is about like, my birthday weekend is this week and she's like, four seasons. What do you say? What's I'm happening? Like, yeah. What's happening? It's just like, oh, like, all right, so we're going to go. Oh, no, no. I got to go do this for the kids. Uh, like, never mind. What? Like, it's not fun if you can't have. Your people? Yeah. You need the peoples. Get the yeah. peoples. Yeah. All right. So real yeah. quick. Just to bring this back to where it's all well, I want to started. circle back to the the light summer business. Oh, right? go for it, go for um, it. Because uh, we're we're, we're um, thinking about the light summer bit thing, and I'm curious uh, with the bookings for Disneyland, and and I say this in response to the whole Disney 100 thing that's supposed mm-hmm. to be taking place. Um, I, it sounds like we're talking about like bookings for well, Disney World seem to be pretty light. Do you notice anything about, or do you know of anything about Disneyland? Are, are they experiencing a light? looking to experience a light summer too, or does it look better for them? So I can't speak to that personally because I don't book a ton of Disneyland. Like I do, I do book it and I have had people travel there, but because I'm on the East coast, most of my business is world, but the various conversations I've had in an, at an agency level are really just around world, not land. Oh, okay. So they're more concerned about that. Well, you know what, Rachel, stick with us. Yeah. And we'll actually get you booking somebody in Paris. Oh, wait, we already did that. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> hey, you know, look, Rachel, guys, she is one of the best travel agents. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this. she's the best travel agent I've ever booked with. Legit. Yeah, she's yeah 100%. On and spot. just really accommodating and so generous with her time. And one of the things that I, I would say, because, I mean, whenever we book, we book less 
last minute and she was available uh when we booked really 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 last minute one time just a surprise some fellow uh, showed yeah. me yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah but one of the things that she said and uh I, I wanted to kind of go to there right now is like what it would take for you to book in the in this, this coming summer coming up summer? especially yeah if it's if it's going to be a light summer what could disney do to get your business I, I know exactly what it is. Okay. Uh, it's, 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 it was going to be part of something I was going to say regarding Disney 100. You know, Disney, Walt Disney World's 50th is ending soon. And then so the whole Disney 100 thing is the initiative is going, right? And so the, the company is selling me their celebrating their 100th anniversary. I would like more things offered. I mean, I know the, 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 the center of the party is in Disneyland. Okay, great. But, I mean, it's a company-wide deal. I would like more things to happen at Walt Disney World as well. You know, yeah, like fireworks and celebrations and stuff. Yeah, I want more than just like stuff that they could sell me or like food products. You know, I, I want and 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 the reason why I bring this up is when I was doing research uh, for the Michael Main show, I also re- happened to research the 35th anniversary, and this was just the 35th anniversary of Disneyland. They were giving away cars and a Geo car like every freaking day of the of the celebration. <laughs> they only ran a year, but they did that. They had, <laughs> and they they also gave away like uh, Air Delta airline tickets. They were they had a parade. The special Michael Eisner really does not get the credit he deserves. I mean, they they had so many, and we'll do a show on this at some point because it just makes me cry because it's like they just did that for the fifth thirty fifth. Here we are, at Disney wins Disney's one hundredth, and I'm not feeling much. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like if I go back to Disney World now, it's like okay, I'm Tron, sure. great, but that's it. You know, yeah. it's like I know everything else, uh, even for the repeat visitor, but. There's not really much for Disney 100. You want something mm. like win Bob Iger's money or something. Yeah. I would love That's a great idea. Yeah. Golden yeah, Fast Pass or I'm give away you. a car or something like that. I don't know how they gave away the car every day. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but they did. And but uh, yeah, just something that's crazy, just out there. It's like let's go for it. Let's and we're celebrating the hundredth yeah. anniversary. It like only happened. 100. Like a hundred guests a day get a front of the line pass. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah like the golden fast pass they used to do. Like, we call it like a sorcerer. Oh, golden fast pass or like sorcerer's pass. Sorcerer's, yes. yeah, it's something like that where you have a chance of something, um, and you know, because like it's like everybody. I remember in, in the thirty fifth, everybody in Disneyland when you walked in, they got a little voucher and it, you could put into this machine where you could win a prize. Oh yeah, and, and sometimes it could be just something as easy as like a gift card or you're a million dreams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, but that was awesome. Like that. Oh, that, yeah. that would get me back in the parks. Like I have, I don't have anything booked now because there's nothing really driving me. I'm looking outside of the parks. I'm looking at other DVC properties just because. Yeah, I've given this a lot of thought. Here, can I tell you what I would do? What would you do? All right. I'm Disney or uh, I'm me. Okay, this is what I need. You're Danny. I'm I'm me. You Danny. In this scenario. Them Disney. <laughs> them Disney, you Danny. I need at least, <laughs> I need 30% off deluxe rooms, 25% off moderate rooms, 20% off value. Okay? Wow. Okay. Genie Plus is free for all Disney deluxe resort guests in my imagination your world yeah it's discounted for the moderate and the value guests so you okay. can discount it however you feel fit 10 15 whatever it is all right also pre-purchase for disney plus isn't available in my imaginary scenario God. pre-purchase okay. pre-purchase because i don't want to get up at 7 a.m and damn <laughs> oh, for genie plus okay yes for disney genie plus uh, yeah. screw that i'm tired of getting up at 7 a.m you're so good at it thank you uh <laughs> lightning a- link selections capped Cap. At fifteen bucks a piece. Oh, I, I don't buy that. Yes, okay. it's okay. capped there. No, it never gets any call. Yeah, never gets any bigger. That's it. It's 
Stays at 15 bucks. But the value on the ride is kind of crazy. 100%. Reinstitute extra magic hours for Disney hours. Resort guests at night. <laughs> yes. Reinstitute a dining plan that has some level of value in, instituted in it. I would say I don't even care about the value. Just having a di- whether it's a financial value or not, just having the dining plan was an inherent value for us because I didn't have to worry about any of it. I, l- I love that aspect of a Disney vacation. I, I, I trumpeted the dining plan until they strangled every last bit of value out of it. Like uh, There was a point in time, and we've talked about it many times in the show, where when you got the Disney dining plan, it was included with, uh, you, you got an appetizer, you got dessert, you got the meal, tip was included. It was all-encompassing. And then they did away with, little by little, they, they, they hacked off the tip, they hacked off the appetizer, and they took all the value out of the dining plan. So I would put the... And then finally, uh, as I said before, remove any limitations as it comes to park hopping. You do all that, I'm I'm coming... uh, And granted, that's a a tall order, but you're asking me to come during the summer, which is when I'm diametrically opposed to going to Disney. Uh, But you're asking me to come during the summer, so that's what I need. Our family has recently been um, trying out Royal Caribbean, it's part of what we've liked so far about Royal Caribbean cruises is that you can do the dining package and the beverage package. Granted, it does cost more, but we walk off the ship without extra charges on our account because everything was included. We could have whatever we wanted. That's it was awesome. all included. I need to book a Royal Caribbean. Can you book a Royal Caribbean? Just out I do book Royal Caribbean. Oh, how about yeah. that? Look at that. RachelWishTheWanderingsTravel.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down. What's what's actually interesting, Danny, the thing that you said that kind of hit me was the free, uh, you know, Genie Plus being included for deluxe resort. That's the universal approach. Um, So our vacation, we just came from home from a week ago. We spent two or three days at Universal, three days at Universal. Two of them were consecutive. We actually, we were staying at a house offsite that we had rented with a couple of other families, Mm -hmm. but we actually chose to book one night at a deluxe universal resort so that we could get the unlimited express pass included for two days, our check-in day and our checkout day. And it was cheaper than if we had to buy it on its own. So right there is the value that you're talking about, Danny, at, at the deluxe resort, you include that, you know, for universal, it's their express pass for Disney. If it's the genie plus, like that's a zero cost way that they can incentivize people to come back. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, they would have to admit that Universal did it right. <laughs> well, yeah, good Copium. luck with that. Yeah. So that, that is one of the things that Universal has done a hundred percent right. Is is that? I love it. I love it. No, I think that is. I think that's smart, though. You do have to make sure that your park is accommodating financially for anyone who wants to go and still enjoy it, and not make it so. Like you said, uh, picky and choosy with the ride that you want mm-hmm. and how much it's cost. And like, that's just too confusing. I like that. It kind of mm-hmm. cuts all that down just to the oh, brass tacks. Well, well, while you're talking, we'll, we'll get you back in the summer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, free membership to uh, oh, match.com well, yeah. I mean if there's census land then there's uh, that okay. uh, I think though honest, like, honestly I, I think that a Disney the, girlfriend a Marvel girlfriend well that would yeah that's that's always awesome yeah I know that's mm-hmm. always amazing that's yeah funny. better better drinks for uh, Marvel land and Disneyland for sure uh, but I think one of the main things is that and like uh, we talked about this earlier is that big everything operational first off like um, <laughs> that's a good point yeah because if if 
and look, it's just me, right? So if I have to go ahead and scrape up fifty six hundred bucks or whatever, please let everything be working. Like when uh, when we mentioned about rock and roller coaster being broken down, I was. I wasn't surprised by that. I think I've only ridden that thing like twice in my lifetime. Every time I've gone, that thing's been broken. Well, you could just go next door to Lightning's uh, McQueen's Racing Academy. Right, maybe I just go ahead and like get <laughs> that on. That is like, a fun attraction, Kevin. Shut up. You serious? Well, right. I mean, that's the that's the key is that you're you're like you're seeing these commercials where like you you go and you get to be something else and it's magical, and then when you get there. The ride's broken, and not just for one day or an hour, for the whole time you're there on the trip. Well, there's no point where I don't want to walk away from vacation like, oh, well, I didn't get a chance to do that, but I got an ice cream cone in the float. I can do that here, you know? Yeah. So I, I yeah. think top uh, peak capacity for the park would be good. Okay, okay. What about you, y'all, Robert? Do y'all have a trip planned for the summer? Or is- no, we don't. We're we're open for the summer right now. I'm actually like actively trying to figure out what we're going to do this summer. I'm waiting for the right thing to cross my path. So maybe Disney will do it somehow. So what would what would do for you guys? Yeah, what what makes it? I don't know. I've kind of sworn off Disney in the summer. Like <laughs> I'm from the Northeast. Florida so in August yeah, does not fair. work for me. That's I fair. melt. The climate is just intolerable oh it's crazy it's humid the humidity is i mean i don't, I don't mind because i'm crazy. used to it from here but at the same time yeah it's it's pretty brutal yeah i think it's it's hotter than new orleans again i'm the guy that was out in shorts in 45 degrees today so you know 99 degrees and 97 percent humidity doesn't really work for me <laughs> i can understand we, that. we used to go all the time in august and it's like one of the hottest months yeah right yeah so the first time we went in august was um, the year they had the frozen summer fun. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, yes, yeah, I remember that. And it was like there was a parade and a special fireworks show. And I think we must have bought. Did we buy a package, Josh? To we must have bought some access. We, 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 had, had, we bought that party whole like frozen and, dessert party package. So we had we had premium seating for the parade. We had reserved seating for the frozen the show. And, yeah the dessert party and there was a couple of other and i think we got like unlimited mickey bars all day or something yeah yeah so i would say something like that some like if they did some kind of like like not food and wine festival right we've all done food and wine festival like some kind of really cool sort of like special experience life day discomfort you're feeling from being in florida in august because it is oppressive but if they i don't i don't know what today's equivalent would be i guess like encanto is the movie that is like the big hit right now but yeah, something doesn't have the hype of frozen though like when we did that frozen was like the thing i know and we had what like a we had a three-year-old daughter three, three, three and, and a half at the time oh, yeah, like, so. perfect. totally in a but something like that, like some really cool, exclusive, like we're only doing it this summer, kind of full day experience in a park. I, like I might that. go down for that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I could see that. That that would be enough to get you to our oppressive heat. Or and and maybe it's like a hundred year celebration connected. You know, maybe oh, it's something. That would be perfect. That would Kevin was saying that. Yeah. You know, what would get me down there. Paint the night. 
Oh. Dude, that would get me down there right now. Ooh, <laughs> I've, yeah. been, I've been pining for that damn parade for years. Damn, that is an that incredible is, parade. Oh I want to see that. I want to see that freaking Unbelievable. I, I, I'll never forget that. It's big ass Mac truck. Yeah, I want to see that in person. LED screen. Oh my God. If they announced Paint the Night, I would book a trip tomorrow. It also helps that I love that stupid Owl City song. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get. <laughs> exactly. I love that song. I, you know, that. that that should be something that guys don't admit, but I I, I got to go with Josh on this one. Yeah, that uh, it's been fun, but now we got yes, you. that's yeah, it. That's oh, oh yes, yeah. I know. Yes, mm-hmm. when can we do this? Oh yeah. my god, we'll I was you pumped. Uh, and I remember sitting outside a Carthay Circle yeah. watching that. My wife oh, live streamed the entire thing, but didn't record it. Live streamed it, uh, and because we were in Disneyland, we had. Wi-Fi, and so it came across as a jumbled mess. Yeah, whereas that. I oh, would have rather so have the uh, the full thing. Oh man, they should have like a like a, there's a thing that. Marvel Comics would do called Marvel Masterpieces where they would like do a reprint of like something popular. So maybe in this case, maybe they have like, I don't know, like Nostalgia Month or something. That would get you down there? Well, in other words, something where like, like, cause when he's saying the song, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. And then once he started it, I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. But like, man, all right. If they like wishes, like, you know, wishes comes back, like, you know, the fire. Like, in other words, there was something that they were like, hey, for those patrons that actually can afford to come here here are the things we know you liked you know back in the day and then throw that out that's that stuff comes back that's like um like when they have concerts like r&b concerts from groups in the 90s there's still people that will come and pay for those tickets so in other words yeah a nostalgia period for Disney would probably bring a lot of people. Oh, that would. Yeah. That's a really cool idea, Eli. Just that like, is a good idea. Well, Disneyland, Disneyland does like a nostalgia night, like a throwback night. Yeah. It's an after hours, like special ticketed event, but that would be cool. Yeah, just everything. Ventures Club, just all that stuff that you, you have. Basically, Rachel agrees with us. Go to Disneyland. Why are you going to Disney World? Go to Disneyland. Everything well, I mean, that's at the center of Disney 100, so I would I, do that. I would not Love fight. me some Disneyland. I would not fight California Actually, I, weather. I do have plans to go to Disneyland this summer, so I'm excited for that. Oh, oh. Okay. do not. She's Dude. going. No, I'm going alone. Travel agent. Wait, 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 what? You going alone? I, with my agency. Oh, okay. Oh, it's it's product. Uh, oh, you stay at site, right? Mm-hmm. You're not like. Yeah, we're at Disneyland Hotel. I nope. thought that was like 40 level chess that Rachel was playing. Like, oh, you remember when I let you go to the Halcyon? Well, guess what? Now I get to do Tron Light Cycle Run. I'm going to Disneyland by myself. Like, she's got all this laid out. She's like the Beyonce of travel agents right <laughs> The <now>. Beyonce? <laughs> and Josh is Jay-Z? Yeah, here you go. Oh. She's like, I'm out here. Go. <laughs> Josh Z. <laughs> Josh. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Literally Jay-Z. Jay-Z. He's literally Jay-Z. He's literally in there. Guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode, the Magic Are We podcast. MagicAreWay.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Plus, you can get in touch with us through the following ways to share your opinions on anything that we've talked about. Number one, shoot us an email at show at magicaway.com, or you can call or send us a text message. Yes, I did say text us at one eight one five Moican. That is one eight one five Moican. 669-4226. And of course, we have a couple people on the podcast that do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli does things with comics. Eli, what you got going on, sir? Of course, you can always go to the Ivory Comics website, 
check out the projects that I have there, such as Project Geisha, Savages, and of course, the Molly B. Damn. So that's www.ivorycomics.com. Also, you can see blog posts and interviews, and of course, a link to this podcast so you never miss a beat. Facebook, you can find me there, Eli Jiry, as long as you're a real person. Nice to meet you. But if you're bot, don't even need to greet you. Get on out of here. Also on Facebook, uh, you can check out the Project Geisha page on Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Also, I'm there on Instagram, posting up the hearts and the likes. And I've been taking some of our episodes and putting them in my uh, story, as they say. There you go. So my story is your story. Your story is my story. So right there, EIV504, you can find me there. And of course, on Twitter, unless Elon Musk still ain't liking my stuff, I can be <laughs> found at Hancock1066. So if you appreciate the madness, just bringing me the gladness. Thank you very much. And as I've mentioned throughout the, or we've mentioned throughout the show, Rachel is a travel agent. So when I give her a due, Rachel, if they want to book a vacation, how they can, how can they do that with you? Yeah, I book all kinds of trips. We'll find you the vacation that's the best fit for what your family is looking for. I book Walt Disney World, Universal, Royal Caribbean, all the Disney destinations, Discovery Cove, SeaWorld, major hotel brands anything so Royal caribbean <laughs> yes and you can find me at uh rachel r-a-c-h-e-l at wishful wanderings travel.com you can also find me at r just the letter r family magic on instagram facebook and youtube and i have a phone number two and it is 978-432-WISH w-i-s-h Awesome. And of course, thank you to you and Josh for coming on our show this time. Th- you know, yeah. Thank you for being fans of the show and always being there for us. We definitely appreciate it. So thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for great. having us. Yes, absolutely. It's a pleasure. I, every time we talk to you guys, it just it rejuvenates our passion. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Awesome. Lockdown, before the lockdown, all that kind of stuff. It, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah, we'll be back soon and talk about Tron. Absolutely. Yes. We'd love to hear Can't about wait. Tron. In addition, guys, there's so many ways to support the show as a whole. You can find them all on our website, magicaway.com. Plus, if you want to elevate your support of the Magic Away podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash magicaway. There you'll find six awesome tiers to support this show. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to thank you for being a loyal listener, and we always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on the Magic Away podcast, so make sure you get in touch with us today. So, my weekends, we say Quahirini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with talking. If you'd eaten those damn bananas, maybe they'd beat me in that race. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Hey, this is Kevin from the Magic Hour Podcast. When Calgon can't take me away, Mad Hatter Radio will. (laughs) Check it out. Bam.